step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Just a couple of guys having civilized conversations about some rather uncivilized topics. Come along as we try to determine who the real racists are. So join us, and you be the judge. This is He's Racist. I'm not. Good evening, and welcome to He's Racist, I'm Not, where we're back after a one-week break. We've got all kinds of groovy stuff to discuss tonight. Joining me, as always, is the ever-faithful, the white earmuff, Princess Leia-looking Malik. How are you tonight, sir? I don't like you at all. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. I... Yeah, you do. You do. From your sexist, racist comments to your evil spider jokes, I just what don't like you. What sexist, racist comments? You just start off the bat. All every every episode, I'm either your servant or some pansy. Why can't I just be a person? Why can't I be I a human you being? My co-host. Not in so many words. I just I don't you know where. Look, you look a lot like Princess Leia tonight. I don't know where all this white man hate is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you some boring. Well, not you, the people, because those are the people I really care about. Um, some boring stuff. I've been really into my feet, so. Because of my ancestors and their slave feet, I have bunions. Not really, but you know, it sounds good. Um, so I've been really looking into it. I don't know why, because I've had surgery on it and I spent a lot of money and it's slowly coming back, which the, the doctor said it could. And it's, it's, and then the more I've been in YouTubing, it's not like I've looked into like some really deep stuff, but uh, it's because of various things like the socks I wear, the shoes I wear, stuff like that. So in order to, kind of get it back to where it needs to be i mean it's not going to completely go away but um or make it not worse i have to, i'm doing all this stuff so i spent like i don't know 200 bucks on all these different things like these toast spreaders which i'm wearing now which kind of feel they're like jelly jelly they're kind of cool and then um i got some toe socks which is really weird to put on but it's supposed to like your feet are naturally supposed to be wide and open and then with especially since i wear compression socks because i have um bad veins it like squeezes my feet together so that makes it worse and then like the shoes we wear are narrow which should be like open and flat so i got some flat open like barefoot shoes it's really hard to find dress shoes like that so i had to get the nicest pair of black shoes they had but yeah i'm gonna try this out for i'm gonna give it like a year and see if i see any improvements huh. i know it was a whole lot but yeah it's just because if you saw my toe it was like almost like like horizontal um, for my other toes before I got the surgery. Um, so I was like, this is, this does not look good. And then I had to get some, some stuff for arch support. Cause that's, that makes it worse too. Since I have flat, flat slate feet, as your people did to me. <clears throat> I, I don't think my people had anything to do with that. <laughs> we can br I always bring it back to racism. Just so you know that my, my people were slaves as well. Ah, well, your people could have let Lend me some better shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my ancestors, so you I could have better feet. Take care of your own damn feet, <laughs> <a little> better, <laughs> loser. 
they have pretty worse some pretty horrible shoes back in the day so i i'm not surprised at why my feet turned out the way they did i'm actually surprised my feet have turned out as well as they have <laughs> between uh baseball and skateboarding and just being an all-around idiot it's all about the arches you have arches I, well i wore um i wore chucks for so long oh and those are like the flattest <laughs> of the flat i can't believe that didn't screw up my feet well i don't know it's i mean i've heard of fallen arches but if you have arches i mean you're pretty much good to go i was born with that should be like a um a disability not having arches i mean they what? could uh they should be because i almost didn't get in the military for it you have to do this little duck walk and then if your feet don't look a certain way they can they can give it's you the boot it's not a disability though just because it keeps you out of the military like my dad passed out when they drew blood from him that is uh physical that kept him out of the military it's not a disability why are you taking this why, why are you taking this away from me i don't understand because it's not a disability you it, schlub it keeps me from something it is a disability it, just, it means you're a putt it means you're a wuss <laughs> i can't control how i was born how your people you're made a me wuss with duck feet i can't i can't I can't control how your people made me. My people didn't do shit. Put us in fields. Didn't give us proper shoe wear. I'm off it. Sorry if you just don't want to accept blame for what your people did. Your your family hadn't been slaves for like <laughs> ten generations. It had nothing to do with your feet. <laughs> it takes a while. Look how long it take it took for the dinosaurs to go extinct. You know, we look how long it took us from apes to, to where we are now. It took time. Hey, you know why dinosaurs don't make good pets? <laughs> why? Because they're dead. That's a horrible joke. And insensitive <laughs> to the dead dinosaurs. I hope we get banned. It's an amazing joke. It's an amazing joke. But that's the boring story that I wanted to share. Just, I like to share my ailments. So if anyone else has these ailments and, you know, has any questions, feel free. That's great. That's great. Did you uh, watch Suicide Squad last week? Better than the first one, but will never be Marvel. Much better than the first one. And I like what they're doing with DC stuff. And I hope they keep it going that way. They keep the dark tone. And it won't be Marvel. It shouldn't be Marvel. It should be different. It should be DC, which is fine. But they need to make it DC. They need to stop trying to make it Marvel. It just seems very, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe that's it. They're trying too hard. It just seems low budget. I don't know. I mean, I know it's not low budget or it doesn't look low budget, but it's just... I just watch it. I'm kind of like, oh, okay. The B team. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's why I just, I do, I do like, and I always say it wrong, uh, Idris over Will Smith. Idris he did a, Elba. Yeah. He did so much better. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> you know, it's different characters, right? I know it was different characters, but okay. the way they put it, like different, but the same. Um, so, but I mean, just SARS, a leading, a leading man. Um, I, I don't, I don't think will carried the movie, um, as well. No, no, to me, unfortunately, he's always going to be the fresh prince. He, he's like one of those guys that I, I feel like he, he stuck himself in a role that unfortunately he'll always be recognized by. And I, I mean, I don't know, like in, in I am legend or some of the other ones, I, I took him seriously, but in, in this, it's either he's funny or he's serious. I don't feel he could be both. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, so, so like in, in like, I am, I don't know why, I think I just saw it, but I am legend. He was never really funny. So I could, I could see him in a serious role. Or when he did Muhammad Ali, he was only serious. 
but then in you know bad boys he's never really serious he's always joking but in this but in suicide squad you're kind of flopped back and forth yeah yeah so speaking of idris elba i uh took some of your advice i began watching luther oh okay that is a really good show yeah yeah just i weird seasons say something that uh i don't know horribly racist may uh, may, may alienate our american listeners (laughs) i enjoy british tv programming more than american tv programming for the most part well you gotta give some context as to why i just i really like sherlock okay i could watch sherlock over and over again and i love it um this show luther i haven't finished it yet you know what's available Mm -hmm. but i feel like i could watch it over and over um stuff like like benny hill and um there was another one that uh what was it called a bit of fry and lori with stephen fry and and hugh lori house you know and it was another it was a comedy show i could watch that for days um the british version of the office just better like and it could just be because i was raised on american programming and that's all we ever had aside from like you know you you get Benny Hill and stuff like that once in a while, but um, maybe it's just that it's different. But even like Top Gear, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen the same episodes of Top Gear, and I'll watch them every time they're on TV. No, I get it. I mean, I liked Doctor Who until, you know, they got famous and ruined it. What? Until they made it a girl? You sexist bastard. Well, no, not even that. It was I, I dropped off when they made him whatever that made him 100. And it just went downhill from there. Yeah, see, I was never, I was never that into Doctor Who. I didn't hate it. I just wasn't that into it. I don't even remember how I got into it, but I started watching it after the, the second season, and it was just like I was hooked. Um, but I mean, I never saw the, I never saw the old like seventies one. I saw the the one that came out in, like early two thousands or whatever. And uh, yeah, it was just. But but once once they they got the old guy, I was just like, I'm good. You watch, uh, did you ever watch Lovecraft Country? No, you were telling me about it, and I've heard about it, but it's just, every time I watch the preview, I'm just kind of like, eh. I can't get back into it now, man. It's weird. Like, and I probably should. So, I mean, the first season was good, and then the second season, it kind of seemed like, like, it was the same characters, but it kind of seemed like they started a whole new story. Hmm. Well, you, you did so, make a comment that all, in there, all white people were bad. Yeah. <laughs> all the white people are evil. Oh, sorry. That's all right. It's so different from real life. I am pretty happy that Doom Patrol is coming back for another season. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm definitely waiting for that. Um, boys won't be back until next year. Kind of sad about that. Boys. Uh, Amazon. Oh my God! You haven't watched the boys? Oh, no, no, no. The boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking something else. Yeah. I, I think I guess because we were talking about bad boys for some reason that popped into my head. Oh no, no, not that. I hope they never make another one of those. Boys is amazing. Yeah. I guess maybe it's just uh maybe it's just like regular broadcast American programming that I can't do. Cuz I guess a lot of the uh a lot of the streaming service American shows I'm into. I mean, I still have some staples, but I get I don't know, I get bored very easily. Uh, the wife and I have been watching Dr. Death. Um seem I I I saw quite a few reviews about it and people liked it. And I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's based off a true story, but the problem is 
the timeline is so wonky. So present day is I think 2014, but they don't really go into that. So and then they're going back like they'll go like 2011, then all of a sudden it'll be 2013 and then it'll be like 2012. Like and they just keep like in, in one episode, they'll go different times and there's nothing to change like a beard. They look exactly the same. So it's just like, I don't know what's going on here. And you're so lost. And that's the only gripe that I have about the show. But there's been a lot of shows where I've watched, like, I'll give it till two episodes after that. I'm done. And there's been just a lot like that. Yeah, that's fair. So and the only reason I'm hanging on to this one is because I think it's on like six episodes. So I'm like, I'll try it. But I don't know if we're going to make a second season. So, uh, so that's all we have this week for Malik and Remy's TV movie review. I don't see any. We only spent what, like 10 minutes on it. I don't think that's that bad. No, it's not. But yes, let's get to the meat. And I, I've given up on, you know, telling people what it's about or whatever. You know, for the two listeners, they should know. And anybody knew, I wouldn't come back. <laughs> what the hell are you talking? <laughs> Dude, seriously? You probably just lost us, all our listeners. Um, that's probably, that's, I don't know. Well, you just want to give up on us, so I don't care. I don't want to give up on us. You wouldn't believe what Remy said before we got on, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to keep it or, fresh. Or just gentlemen, and one lady. So, <laughs> Kelly, I know Kelly's a faithful listener. Thank you, Kelly. We had that other lady, that black lady who hated me. Well, and you ran her off, so whatever. Our one I tried talking to her, and she didn't respond. That is true. That is true. I wish our haters would respond. I'd love to have them on. I would, too. I would, too. I actually, I had an idea, and I don't know if it'll work out, but... I would really like to interview some sort of medical professional that we could interview about this whole um, gender identity, transgender stuff. And I don't know if that would be a medical doctor or like a psychologist, but I would really like to have a, a doctor on here talk about that stuff. Yeah, that would be interesting. I just don't know how possible most people would not want to go on record, even if it's disguised record. Well, no, we we'd give him a fake name like Dr. Doom or Dr. House, <laughs> something like that. I mean, no, it's, it's good. I just, I don't know anyone in the medical profession that could speak on that and would come on the show. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Anyway, let's get going. Oh, uh, question. Good question. What, what, what? And this is out to our listeners, but also to you. So, Based off that email we got about us joining some podcast service, do you think we're a comedy? I, that was kind of the, the first thing that jumped out at me. And I really thought about it. And I, I mean, I guess you can't really call us news because we're really not. I mean, yeah, we talk about news stories, but, you know, we'll talk about stuff that's a couple weeks old that, that just that piques our interest. Uh, and even the new stuff that we talk about, like if we, if we pulled articles from today, it's still going to be five days old before the episode comes out. So is it really news? True. But I mean, we do some mainstream stuff, but a lot of the stuff we do, I mean, looking at today, a lot of the stuff we do, most people probably didn't hear about. Yeah. And we, we've talked about that before. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if comedy. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It did make me wonder, and I, I said this to uh, uh, my daughter. She actually was looking over my shoulder as I was reading the email. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I said to her, like, I wonder if this lady has actually listened to our show at all. True. True. Or if, uh, if they just, like, if they're just going through show titles or something. Okay. Because yeah, no, I, I, for YouTube, I always get these emails and it's, it's just scripted. Oh, I've been following your channel for a long time. And then, you know, insert YouTube name here. Cause they forgot to take that out. So, <laughs> yeah. And I kind of felt that way when, when we got the response email after you emailed her back, Okay, that felt very, very canned response to me. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll look it at it. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm averted to do it because anything to get us out there more. I'll look at it some more. It's just a lot of those services you have to like sign over all your rights to them or they'll do something weird. And that's kind of what I want to know what the catch is. Yeah. Did you look at the form that she sent? No, I haven't had a chance. There. I'm going to, might do that tonight after the show. No, but yeah. Anyway, let us know if you think we're a comedy. I know we say some funny stuff, but I never, I never really thought we were a comedy. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe. Huh. Let's get to the good, the meat and potatoes. Maybe. Yeah. So we got some, uh, we got some quickies, we got some updates and then we got, uh, we got all the other stuff. So let's get going. Uh, Utah resident demands Cox change obscene last name. But just when you think you've seen and heard it all, someone asked the governor to change his name because it's obscene. Utah governor Spencer Cox shared a letter he received from a very concerned citizen last week who asks no demands that the leader of the beehive state changes surname or face protests. Uh, what do they say? I do not know if you know this, the letter starts, but when people say your surname, it sounds like the slang word for, it sounds like cock. It's obscene. Us decent people here in Utah will not stand for it. The writer says that if Cox does not change his foul, dirty, and obscene surname, they, along with thousands of other Utahns, I, I never knew that before. Is that what they're called? Utahns? Yeah. U-T-A-H-N-S? Sure. Uh, they, along with thousands of other Utahns, will be sitting in protest until you change your heinous surname to something less offensive. Uh, the letter goes on and on and on. It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm I'm wondering if it was a joke or if this person is actually serious. If it was anywhere else but Utah, I would probably take it as a joke. But yeah, I, I think they're serious. Uh, yeah, could be. Could be all the, uh, the JWs out there. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't sign it. It was anonymous. They signed it, love a very concerned citizen. So, so yeah, so there's that. So, so Spencer Cox needs to change his name. He looks like a Cox, doesn't he? I don't know if you're being mean just, or nice. He kind of looks like a, like a knobhead. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, moving along, racist rock removed from college campus after black student union and activists complain. A large boulder has been removed from the University of Wisconsin-Madison after a black student uh, the Black Student Union and other racial justice activists complained about it being a racist monument. What makes the rock allegedly racist? Well, in the 1920s, a journalist once used a racist term to describe the large boulder. So the guy that discovered the boulder and the guy that it's a monument to didn't have any history of racism. It was this one reporter, and I guess for whatever reason, they would use, they would use the N-word to describe large, dark rocks back in the 20s. I have no idea why. Um, there's speculation that the KKK was very active on campus at the time of this rock's dedication, um, but that's, again, all speculation. So, But yeah, they, they, they got rid of the rock. The rock was moved somewhere else on the, the university property, and they're going to put up another 
a small plaque as a monument to the man who discovered the rock. Well, what is it? Uh, I can't remember his name now, but he was he ran for president and he lived on like something N-word head and rock head or whatever it was. Um, I can't remember what his name is. He put on glasses to make himself look smarter. It was a big controversy. What? Ross Perot? No, no, no. Um, it was not this la this election, but last before. I can't remember. Al Gore? No, no. It'll come to me later. Was he but, one of the mainstream? Uh, for a while, yeah. Candidates? Yeah, I think it might have been when Trump was first elected. He was running. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you. Once you hear the name, you'll know. I just I can't think of his name. But yeah, he uh, he. That's that's where his plantation is, or whatever the land he lives on. Which is interesting, but okay. Yeah, so so good for them. They got rid of this racist boulder. I'm happy about that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thank Very you. Proud of that. Very proud of them. Uh, next one. Subway franchisees want to give U.S. soccer star Rapinoe the boot. Uh, U.S. women's stock soccer star Megan Rapinoe is quickly racking up yellow cards in the court of public opinion. Haha, <laughs> see what they did there? Because she plays soccer. Uh, first, the Olympic legend was slammed by former U.S. President Donald Trump, who called her bronze medal winning team left-wing maniacs who lost because they were too woke. And now, according to the New York Post, a group of Subway franchisees are pressuring the fast food giant to give her a red card and expulsion from the game. So she is apparently the pitch woman for Subway. I did not know that. Um, I also did not realize that there are no corporate Subways. All 22,000 U.S. locations are franchises. Oh, wow. So they buy the franchise and they charge the franchisees 4.5% of their revenue for national advertising funds. And Subway corporate controls how all of that is spent. They don't get to make any decisions. The franchises don't. So there's apparently a, a, a group of them that are now calling to have Rapino removed from their, from their advertising. Oh, well, yeah. Um, apparently one franchise owner found a note taped to the front of his shop that said boycott subway until subway fires the anti-american megan rapinoe the creep who kneels for our beloved national anthem <clears throat> so there's that i mean oh yeah i'd be mad um and lastly last for the quick stuff this one this one kind of hits home i really loved the muppet babies growing up it was one of my favorite cartoons muppet babies reintroduces male character as a transgender princess Children's television show Muppet Babies reintroduced the beloved character Gonzo as a transgender princess. In one episode, Miss Piggy and Summer Penguin said they met an amazing princess at a royal ball. Miss Piggy referred to the princess using they pronouns. Per the Cinderella storyline, Miss Piggy showcased a glass slipper that was left at the royal ball. Gonzo, who has historically been a male character, proceeded to tell her take the slipper and transform into a princess. He dubbed himself Gonzarella. Gonzo told the Muppets that he was afraid to tell them because they expected him to look a certain way. So, so thank you. You've just ruined my childhood. I knew you were going to have some feelings about this, but the more I thought about this, well, the first when I read the article, I was like, eh, you know, this might be a little shady. And then I watched the cartoon and it would literally go over my kids' heads. They would care less. I don't know. Th there's you think it would, but hold on, hold on. They indoctrinate him. But let me finish before you go off and say every kid's going to be, you know, um, gay or trans because of this. Now, does it have an effect on kids? Yes, maybe it could. But there's so much other stuff out there that I think is just as bad that no one, we don't really care about. I mean, 
as much stuff as we pump into kids' heads as far as buy this, eat this, do this, this is the thing that everyone wants to worry about. But like, you know, like, you know, our childhood, like, I mean, cartoons have always been like that, but Saturday morning cartoons was just to get us to buy stuff. But then, or, you know, or the commercials get us to, you know, get all this yummy uh, sugar-filled cereal or pop or whatever and all that stuff. And I think that was corrupting our minds more than Gonzo being a girl. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. I think that had a more lasting effect on, you know, how I ate, what I liked, you know, blah, 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 this, that, and the other than, you know, Gonzo wants to dress up like a girl. I don't know. Okay, so let's let's just say for a moment that we live in a world where I kind of agree with you. I know you don't. Where do we draw the line, though? Where, where do we stop saying, okay, well, it was like this when we were kids. I mean, we, dude, we say the same thing about slavery then. You know, it was like that when we were kids, so why can't we keep doing it? Well, my why thing is we, indoctrinating we haven't stopped. That's, that's my point. Like, we haven't stopped. It's just, it's no longer Saturday morning cartoons. Now it's, um, I don't know, whatever, Frozen and blah, 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 whatever else. It's just Do kids even watch cartoons on Saturday morning anymore. They're gone. Yeah. But now, now we have streaming services and we have frozen and we have all this other stuff, you know, just pushing out more than we ever could at Saturday morning cartoons. That's really sad. I do miss Saturday, Saturday morning. Was such a special time. It was, I would look forward to it or TGI Friday. I would look forward yeah. to that. Gone. Your parents loved it because they got to sleep in because they know you could get up and make your own self a bowl of cereal and turn on the cartoons and you just wouldn't bug them. Oh, and I'd be so mad once noon hit because then it would just be crap infomercials. Ugh. Yeah, there was there was a period of time where the noon marker really ruined my my life, um, and then I got a little older and I got into like the Saturday horror matinees. Of course you did. So I love that stuff. It was such a weird thing because I would go from watching like you know Transformers and GI Joe and Muppet Babies to watching the creature from the Black Lagoon and frankenstein and tarantulas and yeah that's definitely definitely weird it was good stuff oh i'm sure it was not traumatizing why i'm so messed up now i would agree with that a hundred percent yeah okay on to the updates this update I, i put in here for you i figured this would make you happy uh why you could see subtle changes to your smartphone's design smartphone season is underway and the headlines will almost certainly be the same as always thinner sleeker faster models are coming to consumer pockets but if a new push from the u.s government succeeds future smartphones may also have to be designed for something extra the ability to be repaired however device owner chooses it could also push the companies to be innovative in other ways to encourage upgrade devices Uh, president joe biden last month urged the federal trade commission to set rules preventing manufacturers from imposing restrictions on independent device repair shops and diy repairs a principle known as right to repair A week later, the FTC vowed to root out illegal repair restrictions on various products, including phones. So, and they, they, this is actually a pretty long article. They go on to talk about what some of that would mean, but I think some of the, some of the excuses that were being given are just stupid. Like, oh, we, we make them as watertight as possible and screw holes, this and that and blah, 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 blah. Like, dude, seriously, shut up, man. (laughs) We've known how to make that stuff watertight forever. Don't tell me that putting a couple screws on the back so that, you know, we can get into our own devices is going to screw us up. Well, someone, I, I actually did a video about um, certain phones 
uh, will bring up this warning that moisture has been detected on your phone, which is horribly annoying. And uh, one commenter did bring up that I had to actually look up because I'm like, oh yeah, that is true. Uh, they were like, the phone's supposed to be waterproof, so why is this even a thing? And I looked it up, and yeah, it's it says it's water... Like, I've dropped my phone in like a puddle, like just damp little water, and it's brought up this warning, so pretty much you can't use the charging port for days, months, whatever. And then um, you have to use wireless charging. And then, but in the in the uh, like brochure, whatever, it says it can go into water at least five feet for 30 minutes. And I'm just like, <laughs> something's not adding up here. Yeah, it can. You just can't charge it after that. <laughs> well, and that's what I said. I, I told the person it's, it's, I mean, it's all marketing. It's all marketing. Cause I'm like, you can still use the phone. You just can't charge it. So, and I did say that. I mean, I don't agree with it, but that would be the legal loophole. Yeah. I actually, I know exactly what you're talking about because my iPhone has done that to me a couple of times. The first time I, so I normally just slide my iPhone into my pocket, my back pocket, mm -hmm. but just because the way that I hold it and the way that I put it in, it goes in upside down. So the charging port is facing straight up. So I got out of my car after work and it was raining and I slid my iPhone in my back pocket. And then when I went to plug it in that night, it told me that there was water detected in the charging port. So apparently like a single raindrop got down into it, but I took it downstairs and I blew it out with some, uh, some air in a can and it was fine. I've actually had to, stop doing that because i've noticed that when i put my phone in my pocket it's always um charging port up so when it rains or anything like that so yeah i've been yeah, I've, i had to switch that after that so i i understand your pain i've been very very uh adamant about putting my phone the other way especially these last couple weeks when it's been a monsoon every day um, i don't know i'm very i'm very on the fence about this uh when i was younger I was very much, you know, do it yourself, fix it, fix it yourself with most things that I owned. As I've gotten older, I've become less and less like that. And I feel like I've worked really hard to get to where I'm at, to where I can just pay other people to fix my stuff. Or I could just buy a new one. I would. The, the problem that I have here is with iPhones, with, you know, Samsung's phones, with whoever's phones, I think the best people, the best qualified people to work on those devices are going to be the people that, that made them. True, but in the article, it did state that, and I know you said, you know, when you make things better, it gets harder, but some of the stuff was purposely done so you couldn't do it. And I mean, it wasn't very clear to say that could it or could not have been done. They just, it seemed like some things they made sure you couldn't do. That, and th that's fair. And in their defense, though, how much time do you want to spend arguing with an angry customer who screwed their own stuff up, right? Mm-hmm. Like you crack, say you crack your screen on your phone and you go out and you YouTube how to pull it apart and you buy a little kit with the tools and you buy a new screen and you determine to do it yourself and you end up breaking something worse. Well, then you go back to the manufacturer and say, oh, it's not working. And then, you know, they know that you screwed it up. You know that you screwed it up. But how much time are they going to have to spend arguing about who actually screwed it up? And, and I understand and some of that I do understand. I mean, some of the stuff I would definitely say, like after trying to fix a uh, tablet that my... My daughter was butchered with um, how she would charge it. Um, and those old micros were horrible. I'm so happy for USB-C. But anyways, um, no, I understand that. Trying to do it, it was, I spent way more time than I should have. But there's other stuff that I just feel that I should be able to tinker with. And I know this isn't the same thing, but 
I should be able to have my own SD card still, or I should be able to change my own battery. You know, just stuff yeah. like that. Those are two things I definitely agree with you on, are the SD cards and the batteries. There's not a single good reason that I shouldn't be able to keep my iPhone going as long as I want by replacing the battery. And there's not a single good reason that I shouldn't be able to expand the storage on it just by putting in a new SD card. But, you know, that's where we're at. I mean, luckily enough, I'm not like some people who, who take pictures of their whole life. So I have, I think I have 128 gigs and I've only used 30. So I, 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 I'm okay with it. I think when I had like 16, that was rough. I was, I had to start deleting stuff with this. I mean, this is a couple phones back, but, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff that's been changed for various reasons that I don't agree with. Yeah. And my, my last iPhone was 128 gig. This new, the, this 10 that I have or 10 S or whatever, um, or X to S or whatever it is. I got the 256 gig because I was running out of room on the 128 gig. And with the newer iOS, there's actually a feature where if you don't use an app for X amount of time, it will delete the app. And it's still like, it's, the, so the icon still stays on your phone, but it's got the little cloud on it. So you have to, you have to re-download it. And that's actually helped me save a tremendous amount of space because I'll download an app to do one thing and then I'll never use it again, but it just sits there on my phone. See, I'm, I'm actually total opposite. I'm, I'm like a weekly cleaner. And uh, I will burn through so many apps and just like psh, delete, delete, delete. And I, I mean, I get giddy about being able to delete stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen that on my iPad and I, I turn that feature off um, just because I don't think I, I, I put it on there for a reason. If I've kept it that long, even if I would only use it once, I want it on there for a reason. Like I have this, uh, this not on my iPhone, but, but um, not on my iPad, but my Android is uh, a comparison calculator. So, you know, I don't always use it, but when I'm in the grocery store and sometimes I'm just like, I don't know if $6.99 is for five is better than $5.99 for, for seven or whatever. So right, I'll just right. bring out that little calculator. I'm like, yes. And just to have to re-download it and find it, I'd just rather just leave it on there. But anything else, I'm just like, I delete, delete, delete. Yeah. Nothing yeah, stays on. I, my problem is, is I'm kind of a pack rat when it comes to apps. So... You know, I'll look at an app and I'll be like, man, I haven't used that in so long, but you know what? I might use it. And so it just sits there. So I actually really like that feature okay. and I don't mind the, you know, 10 or 20 seconds it takes to redownload an app. So anyway, we talked about that for too long. You say so. Yeah. And the last update that I've got for you, uh, Missouri governor pardoned St. Louis couple, Mark and Patricia McCloskey after guilty pleas and gun waving incident. So you remember these two, they, uh, BLM busted into their gated neighborhood. They were headed towards the mayor's house, I believe. And these, this couple came out and he had a, uh, he had an AR 15. She had a little, uh, it looked like a freaking pea shooter, a little Derringer or something. And they were just basically, you know, not wanting the BLM people to come near their house. And it, somebody got their phone out and recorded it. And these two got arrested for it. So the St. Louis couple who was famously pictured wielding guns as BLM demonstrators marched outside their property last year received a pardon from Missouri Governor Mike Parson, his office announced Tuesday. Uh, the pardons for Mark and Patricia McCloskey, uh, two attorneys in their 60s, were granted July 30th. In total, Parson, a Republican, granted 12 pardons and two commutations. So they, uh, the pair pled guilty to misdemeanors in connection with the incident. Uh, they were ordered to pay fines. They weren't... Uh, stripped of their 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 license their legal licenses and they their guns were not take, taken away they were just fine but that was all 
pardoned. So, so there's that. I mean, you always know what I'm going to say. If What's they that? were black, would it be the same thing? Uh, Just, probably not, but they probably would have shot somebody with an innocent <laughs> child. Thank you for clearing that up. No problem. Okay. Do you feel better that you got that out? I mean, I'm not surprised. I figured they'd, they'd get off. I mean, I didn't, if they would have shot someone, then it'd been different, but they were just waving guns. So, you know, yeah. we Americans like our guns, so no one will ever get prosecuted for that. We Americans love our guns. Exactly. I'm actually surprised they played guilty in the first place. I think they knew they'd get off. I'm sure they knew they would get off. I mean, they're lawyers, so I, I don't, I don't see them pleading guilty without having a plan B or knowing yeah, that's true. That's the outcome. True. Apparently the the guy and I closed the article so I don't remember his name McCloskey or whatever he's running for the state senate down there oh. next year so so there's that yeah so this one was for you since you put in so so many gems for me the U.S. women's soccer team files an open brief in their ongoing equal pay lawsuit so if you don't know the district court rightly noted that the women's national team negotiated for a different pay structure than the men's national team and correctly held that to the women's national team was paid more both cumulative and on average per game basis than the men's national team u.s soccer said in a settlement so apparently they were paid more yeah it looks that way and i gotta say after their performance at the olympics i think we should look at their pay compared to the canadian teams i heard they did pretty bad i, I mean i didn't watch it yeah they they lost their opener against uh I don't even, I don't even remember who that was. Maybe it was against a team that we haven't lost to in like forever. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was like the only team that we've tied against in forever. I don't remember, but they lost their first game. Then they won a couple that looked like they were, they were playing good again. And then they went to their first quarterfinal match against Canada and they blew it, man. They blew it hard. So Canada whooped up on them and then they ended up beating Australia to take the bronze. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't really been into the uh, the Olympics, so I I watched a little bit of women's water polo and a little bit of uh, women's softball, and that was about it. I've I've seen a couple of highlights here and there, but I just wasn't really into it at all this year. Okay, so but yeah, I got I, I don't know I, I don't care about the, the the thing is is that this is what they negotiated, so I don't see how you could go like. It'd be like I go in and negotiate a contract for my employment, and then I go and sue my employer later on and say, you're not paying me as much as this other person, or you're paying me differently from this other person, and I don't think it's fair. So it's just ridiculous, and I really don't think they have a leg to stand on with this, but they're going to keep fighting it, and I don't know. It is what it is. I really think they just need to shut up and get back to playing soccer. <laughs> I really... I'm just, I'm so sick of people that are entertainers that get all uppity about this crap. Like you, you have any idea how much more money you make than the average American for playing a freaking game? Well, I don't think she was an entertainer until she became an entertainer. If that makes any sense. Cause I mean, no one really hurt. I mean, we knew of her she, cause she was she in was, soccer. Though. You think that's all, that's all the athletes are is they're entertainers. Well, no, no, I'm, well, I'm not saying. I mean, there is some notoriety just for being an athlete, but I don't, I, I don't think she was that important or different from the rest of them until, um, I can't even remember, was it the pay issue? I thought there was something else that brought her into the limelight. Yeah, I mean, there's so much crap with her. She's a lesbian and there's the pay yeah. thing and 
you know, human rights and blah, blah, blah. Like who gives a shit? Play soccer for God's sake. That's what you're getting paid for. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just the most irritating thing. And I wish that these people could just spend a year living the life of an average American, living your life, living my life, you know, having to wake up every single morning and go to work and then having to come home and take care of your kids and, you know, everything else and not getting this ridiculous big paycheck for playing a kid's game. That is crazy talk. Yeah, I know it is. You done with that? Yeah. Good. Uh, wind turbine blades can't be recycled, so they're piling up in landfills. Companies are searching for ways to deal with tens of thousands of blades that have reached the end of their lives. I So I never thought about this. For one, wind, wind turbines scare the crap out of me. Why? That one stupid episode of House. The one with uh, Mira Sorvino where she's in South uh, the South Pole, Antarctica. And the very beginning of it, the guy, like the guy that's at the South Pole with her is like working on a wind turbine and he gets one started up and then another one, the, the blades go wonky and it like shoots off and this jagged piece rips a hole in his pants and cuts his femoral artery. Hmm. But so, so this is actually a really long article. They talk a lot about this, but it, it basically it comes down to the fact that these things are, um, the, so the, the wind turbines, if you, you think about it, like the, the pole and most of the mechanics and everything, that stuff is all metal and copper and wiring and stuff. And that can all be recycled and reused, but the blades are actually mostly fiberglass, which I didn't know. I guess I thought that those would be steel as well, but they're not, they're mostly fiberglass and they can't be recycled. So they don't have anything to do with them. And I didn't realize how long these freaking things were. And I know I've seen like videos of you know, the extreme truck drivers where they've got to take like a tight 90 degree turn and they've got one of these things, but some of these wind turbine blades can be as long as a football field, which is just ridiculous to me, but they've got nothing to do with them. So they're just burying them in landfills. And so the, the reason I brought up this article is when you think about the wind turbines, um, they said that the, the standard for wind turbines now it's, uh, a 1.5 megawatt model, which is enough to supply 1,200 homes just from a stiff breeze. Ooh. That's kind of a huge deal. And it's a really cool thing because we do, realistically, we do need to start producing cleaner energy. And I think this is a good way to do it. But you would think that with these things, you know, wind turbines and electric cars and stuff, we're not thinking about the long-term effects and how how we recycle all these things because at the end of the day that's just as important as the clean aspect of it right no agreed but and then there's a youtuber i watched that actually talked about this so i, I kind of knew about this in advance when they were talking about when we were talking about the whole uh what was it dallas thing and the wind turbines freezing and all this other stuff uh yeah i mean there's a price to pay so i don't think just because like oh this didn't work let's go back to fossil fuels but I do think that we could probably do a better job at looking at it. I mean, we made them too well. I mean, I don't know how long they're supposed to last, but apparently... The, and, and my question is, are they no longer functioning, or it's just like after 10 years, we have to take them down? And it's some think, rule. Well, so the thing with fiberglass is, and I only knew this because I did fiberglassing on pools, is that it just, with being in the elements, it wears down after a while. Okay. So, and if you think about where these wind turbines are, they're out in the middle of big fields. Like, talk about the Texas ones, right? Like a, a good majority of Texas is all deserts and stuff. So they're going to be getting blasted with sand all the time. 
and it just deteriorates them after a while. Okay. So, so but it says uh, tens of thousands of aging blades are coming down from steel towers around the world, and most have nowhere to go but landfills. In the U.S. alone, about 8,000 will be removed in each of the next four years. So that's a lot, man. That's, you know, 32,000 of these these wind turbine blades that they're going to have to figure out what to do with them. And I don't know, like if it's just, if it's just fiberglass, I guess it's really not that big of a deal to just bury it. I think you just have to bury it correctly. Like I, I think you, you need to fill them up when you bury them so that it's solid though. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just, I think just overall, like if we, I I'm not going to sit here and be the Republican that's just like, keep burning coal, keep burning <laughs> oil, keep whatever. Like, no, we, we should come up with better ways to do things. Uh, if you've ever driven up on a, a major city on one of their high pollution days, it's just like this smog, man. It's filthy. So we definitely need to come up with better ways to do it, but we got to think more long-term about it. Like, you, like with the batteries, with electric cars, you got to think about what you're going to do with those when they go bad. I mean... That is, a, I mean, a bigger issue, but the thing that, that kind of hits home for me is because of all this audio equipment I have, and they've moved away from batteries and putting in internal batteries. So a lot of the, the wireless microphones, you have to charge them. And then this is a relatively new thing in the last, I'd say, five years. So they're not going to go bad yet, but they're going to go bad. And right. how many people buy these? And they're just going to get chucked because... Most companies, there's one company I think does have a replacement plan, but most of them don't. So they're just going to get thrown away. And it's just, wow, that, that's what frightens me of all this stuff that's just moving away from batteries and just, you know, throw, I mean, even batteries are bad, but I use a lot of rechargeable batteries. But this is, you have to chuck the whole thing. I can't just replace the battery. Right. And let's be honest. I know there's recycle programs for a lot of this stuff, but most people just throw the stuff in the trash. And the more I look at recycling, the more I think it's just to make us feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've done shows on here about how the majority of the stuff that you put in a recycle just ends up in the, in the landfill anyway. Just a different landfill. Yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> so it's stuff like that, man. Like if, if we're going to recycle, let's, let's recycle. Let's get serious about recycling. But no one wants to spend the money because it's going to cost more. I mean, every product you have will cost more. If you want it recycled. Yeah, well, then get rid of my green garbage can, give me a second blue one, and just take everything to the same place, man. I mean, that's pretty much what happens, because what do they say, like, only 5% of what you actually put in the recycle bin Something actually gets like thrown that. away? Yeah. I mean, actually gets house, recycled? For my house, it's probably even less, because I just watch my kids, like, you know, sp spaghetti sauce jar, just toss it right in there, don't rinse it out or anything. Oh, and then my family, especially my mother, can I throw in... Uh, styrofoam. I'm like, no, styrofoam is not recyclable. Why do you think that is? And then she's like, oh, I'll throw in the microwave. I'm like, what are they going to do with that, Bob? <laughs> like, they're not going to take the metal out and separate it from the plastic. They're just going to throw it away. So it's just so many times I'm like, that's not recyclable. Just FYI. Do they um, do they do specific appliance pickup days in your neighborhood? No. They, I mean, they, there is like one day out of the year you can like bring all this crap, but uh, besides that, no. They used to, and I can't remember if it was when I lived up here or if it was when I lived down south, but they had a specific day every couple months, and that was your that was your appliance trash day. So like if you replaced a refrigerator or whatever, 
you just let the old one sit outside or sit in your garage until the appliance pickup day and then you put it out and then they send supposedly special special collectors around to grab that stuff and, and take it to some sort of a recycle plant or something to dispose of it correctly and i know the the one town next door to us they've got a computer recycle center where you're supposed to take all of your yeah computer yeah on its hard drives and everything so i honestly don't know what the purpose of that is i don't know either but you know i mean i think the main thing is that they like they they actually shred your hard drives but i mean i can pull my own hard drives and put a drill through it and it's going to accomplish the same thing but i guess most people just don't do that and that's why oh yeah i i've it's it's really scary um what people do or don't do like i bought some used hard drives uh, just because I was being cheap. And there's the stuff that people leave on them. It's like, wow, that's kind of scary. You didn't even try to format it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's really, it's kind of amazing the stuff that people don't think about that, that we do. And that, I think we talked about, did I, did I have, did I tell you about the argument? Well, not argument, but just stupid comment that I thought that people, there was a Facebook comment about how people um were unsure about the private, the privacy concerns about automating your home did i mention that i don't think so so i'll make it real quick because i know we've gone on too long about everything but uh there was this someone posted something about how do you feel about home automation and all these people like i don't know if i want that there's too many privacy concerns and blah 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 and i was like you if you have a cell phone that's the biggest offender so i wouldn't really worry about your your fridge that has wi-fi (laughs) have you ever noticed that if you talk about something that you may be thinking about purchasing near your phone the next time you open up your favorite social media app all of the ads are for that product they don't listen that would be wrong yeah (laughs) i was actually talking to my mom about this today we were talking about the um we were talking about the vaccine the covid vaccine yeah the pros and cons and everything and i know one of the one of the concerns out there amongst the the major conspiracy theorist is that they're putting some sort of a tracker in with that. And I'm like, do you carry a cell phone on you, a smartphone? If you do, you're being tracked. I'm sorry. Like you're already being tracked. So what is it? What was it? Batman, your smartphone, my car, my 2018 Chevy Malibu that anytime the check engine light goes on, I get an email saying, Hey, there's something wrong with your car. You need to have it serviced. Like, uh, Come on. Which Batman was it? A Batman, Batman Forever, uh, where, you know, he used the cell phone to track down uh, Joker? Yeah, I don't remember that. I tried to forget those movies. Ah, terrible. But yeah, so, it's not just a movie. That's real. Yeah, it is. It amazes me that people don't, people are just living in this, like, oblivious euphoria. (laughs) Or, uh, you know, like, I I use Google Voice. And it's free. I'm like, why do you think they offer it for free? Because you're the test dummy. And everything you say is being recorded. So, I mean, why do you think... Of course, everyone's going to jump on it if it's free. They said, oh, we'd like to test and you have to pay for it. No one would. Do you, do you remember that... Um, what was it? It was, it was months and months and months ago. It was last year. I think it was um, from Korea, maybe South Korea. And this village or town they hadn't had a case of covid in x number of months or whatever and then this girl this like 17 year old girl 16 or 17 year old girl came down with covid and so they went in and they tracked her cell phone data for the previous month 
to find out exactly where she had gone and exactly who she had come in contact with. And they were able to pin down that she was in a restaurant with a lady that was visiting from China or something that had COVID. And that's how they, they tracked and found out where she got the COVID from. So all countries may not be as open about it, but if you don't think the U S government is tracking you, mm, you really have drank the Kool-Aid, haven't you? Well, the one thing that I've noticed, and then I think they do it with, I can't remember. It's been a while since I had my Apple but with, with Google. I know um, so much stuff is tied to your location now that you have to leave location GPS on before, like, you know, back in the day, GPS was really just for your car, but now it's, you know, if, uh, you know, what's the closest Home Depot and stuff like that, when I'm searching something, I always have to have that on. And then it's nice enough Google to send it to me, but every month I get a report of where I went. That is really scary. <laughs> Hold on one second. My son's texting me about something. Yeah, it's absolutely insane, man. And I, we, I, I think I've talked about this on here before, but when I was, you know, before COVID and everything, when I was coming to your house on Friday nights to record, you know, my, my phone knew when I got in my car at a certain time on Friday that I was going to your place and it automatically put it in the GPS for me. You know, my phone knows every morning, Monday through Friday, when I get in the car that I'm going to work and it puts in the GPS for me and it knows that I'm coming home. I mean, it, it even know, like I used to go to dinner with my mom and my brother every Thursday after work. So it knew that on Thursday I wasn't going home. It knew that I was going to my mom's, you know, and then when I started doing jujitsu, it learned that and it would put in that address automatically. And when the, the, my jujitsu school moved from one location to another, it took it all of like two or three times of me going that it learned that one instead of the other one. So they are tracking you. Believe me. All right, we need to stop the conspiracy theories. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. This one will make you happy. Get a COVID-19 vaccine or face prison. Ohio judges order in probation cases. So this is, this is interesting. On August 4th, Judge Christopher A. Wagner of the Court of Common Pleas in Hamilton County told Brandon Rutherford, who was convicted on drug offenses, that as part of his release on community control or probation, he must receive the vaccination within 60 days. I'm a judge, not a doctor, but I think that vaccines are a lot safer than fentanyl, which is what you had in your pocket, the judge told Rutherford, 21, according to a transcript provided by um, the judge's office. And then another one on June 22nd, another common, common pleas court judge, Richard A. Fry in Franklin County, gave Sullivan Lathium, who had pled guilty to drug and firearm offenses, up to 30 days to receive the vaccine, according to court records. I don't know how they tie together. Like, say there was, I don't know, something like sex offenders or something. Then I'd be like, okay, you're in contact with people. I don't understand how drug says, well, take a vaccine. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. This this seems so sketchy to me. It really does. I, I'm, you know, I so I, I said before the show, and I'll go ahead and put it out there, but I'm I'm at a point where I'm kind of on the fence about the vaccine at the moment. Now that like some of the hype has died down around it, um, I'm considering it and I'm doing more research on it, but I still don't agree at all with anyone being forced to get it. This isn't, you know, this isn't the black plague we're talking about or smallpox or, you know, any of these big, big, like population ending diseases, right? It's a simple virus. 
it's a virus that doesn't have a very high mortality rate at all. And I, I've said it, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Why aren't we telling people how to get healthier without getting this injection? And it all comes down to control. It all comes down to money. And I think that this is just, I think this is really ridiculous. I think it's a way overstep. I hope these guys fight it. The problem is if they're, you know, you're talking about a dude that's doing fentanyl, another guy that's got drug and weapon charges, they probably don't have the money for an attorney. Um, I don't know. Hopefully they get in contact with like the ACLU or something to fight this because I, I don't, I don't think it's right, man. And I'm not usually on the side of criminals for anything, but I, I don't think anyone should be forced to get anything medically done. I think sex offenders, sex offenders that they chemically castrate, I think absolutely. And I don't even think they should chemically do it. I think they should just chop their balls off for real. But this just doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, these are only two examples, but it does seem like they targeted people who wouldn't fight back or couldn't. Right. So, I don't know, man. Don't know, don't know. Here's another one, changing subjects now. Here's another, your articles from the Daily Wire or Planet, one of them, that I'm shocked. Like, it's just like, oh, they aren't as racist as I thought. You just come up, you just find the crazy articles from them. They're not racist at all. I know. But still, it's just you always would present the craziest articles. And now, like, I think you had two in here that were actually really sane. And I'm just like, well, where was this from? <laughs> like, it's an actual news source. <laughs> You're just biased. I'm not biased. You're automatically biased against anything that I put in there. If that's all you've been putting in were the most outrageous articles the, from them. The Vox or The Root. Like, if you would have splashed a couple of these articles in there with your barrage of the Daily Wire and Planet, I would have been like, oh, okay, not so bad. You always find the most extreme right-wing articles. Uh-huh. No, I don't. Yeah. And right, Trump's uh, been out of the news. That's true. He has. Uh, black parent outrage after learning Atlanta Elementary School segregated classes by race. Black mother Kyla or Keila Posey was outraged after learning that her child's Atlanta public elementary school was segregating classes based on race. According to a report from WSB TV Atlanta, Posey uncovered that the school's principal was segregating classes based on race when she insisted that her child be moved to a dis different classroom. The principal, Sharon Briscoe, told Posey that her child would be isolated in the desired classroom because it wasn't a black class. The principal said, that's not one of the black classes. And I immediately said, what does that mean? I was confused. Posey told the local news outlet. I asked for more clarification. I was like, we have those in this school. And she proceeded to say that, yes, I've decided that I'm going to place all the black students in two classes. So apparently there's eight, um, eight of these classes total. Six of them are white. Two of them are black and they're just segregating the kids. And it's a black principal, a black female principal that's doing this. There is absolutely no explanation as to why, uh, but she is uh, the Posey, the mother. She's trying to, she's trying to figure out what's going on. She's suing the the school um, under the what is it, Title Six of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which claims that no person in the United States shall, on the ground of race, color, or national origin, be excluded from participation and be denied the benefits or be subjected to discrimination under any program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. So we'll see how that goes because the Biden education department sucks balls and they've been doing some stupid shit since he came into office. So good luck. Yeah. I want to know why it's being done, but uh, 
there was a what it says under current educational department standards racial affinity groups in public schools are permissible and do not violate title five of the civil rights act of 1964 and i think they gave like an example of you know so black kids could have a safe space to speak openly about stuff so i'm like it's interesting you know it probably wasn't the purpose of why they wanted to do it but i mean it's the same thing separating separating whatever the reason is i think i think it's a little bit different i think having some place where you you tell black students you can come here and it's safe you can talk about your experiences whatever is different than just taking the kids and separating them saying okay the black kids are going to go over here the white kids are going to go over here I mean, I get it, but, and, and I can actually speak from experience. In my high school, the assist, well, I think she, she became the principal. She had a group for black males because uh, I think we had some, in that year, we had some racially sparked stuff. So she, she brought the thing, us together. And it was like, um, it was cool, but I was kind of shocked that she did it, especially we were a small minority. And then, you know, what would anyone say if, if we had a group of white kids talking about how it was to be white? What so it's like, what was there three or four of you there? Um, probably like six. See, and, and the, the crazy thing, I mean, there were, there were quite a few black people there. The problem is what happened. And I don't know why school districts thinks this works. So, you know, um, some of the troublemakers at one school, they'll take them out of there and send them to our school. Usually it was a predominantly black school. And then whatever they got suspended or kicked out and they'd ship them off to our mixed, mostly white school thinking, I don't know, they wouldn't be bad there because there's white people. I don't know, but we got a lot of that. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what this solves. They yeah, were just I, wild I, here <laughs> at the new school. Yeah. I think it's, I think a lot of the times in those situations, they do it to separate them from other elements. But it never did. I'm not yelling you, but it, they never did because they just found out the bad elements that were at our school and just made it worse. Right. I'm not saying that it works. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think that's the thinking behind it. Yeah. They say, oh, this kid is, you know, this kid's a good kid and he's smart, but he's getting in trouble because he's hanging out with these hooligans. We'll send him to a different school. Well, no, that kid is a hooligan just like the other kids. He may be smarter than them, but he's still just a troublemaker. I mean, I hope they're still not doing that, but yeah, it never worked. That is an interesting thought, though. So you, so you said that there was about a half dozen black kids at the school at a predominantly white school. Oh no, I'm okay. I, I um, in that group, there were there was I, I'd well, say like tw- there's like twenty five percent. But there, but there was still yeah okay. So twenty five percent to seventy five percent black to white, right? So if you go to a school like the East Side of Cleveland, I would say that the percentages are probably even less than that but with predominantly being black and less being white. So could you go into a predominantly black school and create a safe space for the whites to gather and talk about their experience? And that's, and that's kind of where I'm going. Like, and I think, and and I'll, I'll be honest, I think black people have gotten a little bold about what we do and what we get away with because in the same, because I've thought about it. Like what if we had, you know, a white this or white that how would the public perceive it or even white people would say that it might be racist so it's just it's interesting how and i think you talk about an article later on how now i'll get it i think what little black people do get away with i think we get away with a lot of things 
um, that I don't think white people could as far as when it comes to race, as far as, you know, like I can openly talk about race or white people and I don't know, people accept of it. But if you have like a group of white people talking about black people, it, I think it's looked upon differently. Yeah. Like I, I'm allowed to because I've, my people have suffered so much, <laughs> 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 which I mean, I never, I mean, if I'm going to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it, but I, I think I should be, I should be punished the same if it was an, if it was a white group. Um, but I've noticed that because it, it, it happens at my job sometimes we get very open about certain things and no one bats an eye. But if someone ever said the opposite, oh, they'd be hauled out of that place so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's just interesting. It is. It is. And like you've said on multiple occasions, it swings, you know, it swings one way for a while and then it swings the other way. So I'll be curious to see like when this swings back where we'll be at. Okay. But anyway, not sure why this next one is here. Cameron Heron went to prison for a Tampa Tampa Cameron Heron went to prison for a Tampa crash where the tweets that followed real. So, um and the, the article's a debate, but if you take it at face value and it's real, uh that's kind of where I was going with it. So, this guy, um he killed a mother and daughter after speeding on the Bayshore Boulevard, has trended on TikTok and has supporters suspended from Twitter. The deaths of Jessica and her 21-month-old daughter were tragic, but 24 years was an unfair sentence for the kid, and he was 18 at the time of a horrific accident, and they and people were outraged. So there was, a, there was a lot because he's too cute, he's too young, and all this other stuff of why he should, but then people have been looking more into the tweets and found out it's from the Middle East and could it be fake accounts. So there's a whole lot of that, but if it's actually real, um, because, I mean, people obsess over good-looking people, and they get a pass because they look good. And that's kind of where I was going with this article is just, you know, you could kill somebody, but if you're young, you have money, um, then, you know, you shouldn't be as punished because, you know, you have your whole life ahead of you. I love the first picture of the article, which apparently was taken as the judge was reading the sentence and his eyes are like the size of globes. <laughs> yeah. And that's all you can see because he's got a mask on in court. But from what I've read, he's fairly attractive. He's young. He's he was successful on TikTok or whatever. So, uh, yeah. So because of all that, he gets a pass. He should get a pass, as pe people feel. Drag racing on a busy street. They said that before the crash, he was up to over a hundred miles an hour, and he was doing like thirty-five to forty when he actually hit the mother and daughter and killed them. You know, s sending a racist tweet. You know, you're young. It's you know. But I don't know. Killing two people? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing, man. And they they said the I can't I can't find it now. But the judge was like the 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 sentence, the window of the sentence was like eighteen to thirty six years, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he said it's a heinous crime. It's absolutely horrific. But you didn't mean to, and you haven't done anything else. So I'm gonna go right in the middle of it so he gave him 24 years which is right in the middle of the minimum and maximum for for what he was uh found guilty of so i mean and and i think that's fair it's he wasn't it wasn't meditated premeditated so it wasn't like he was looking to kill somebody but he did something stupid which he knew he could hurt somebody oh here it is florida sentencing guidelines for heron's crime range from 18 to 30 years Judge Christopher Nash said at the sentencing. Nash said that the damage done in the accident led him to go above the minimum, 
while other factors like Heron's clean record ruled out the maximum sentence. 24 years was right in the middle, which I think is fair. Like he killed two people. Like you said, this isn't like he made some stupid, insensitive tweet, you know, and offended some people. He killed a mother and daughter because he was being an asshole. So I'm sorry that the dude's going to spend his best years in prison. I really am. But again, I'm not. So I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess, and, and that's kind of where I was just going. Right? Is just, you know, I don't. Do you because of certain things? Do you think someone should get a pass? Like, what? No. And what crime can you commit that you shouldn't get a pass? Because no, apparently, killing two people, people, the, and this was the court of public opinion. Law justice was served, but the court of public opinion seems to think he should get a pass. Yeah. No. Like, I, I don't see anything that that is like a compelling reason as to why he should get a pass. Okay. Like, I, I mean, if he was speeding down a country road and he swerved off and killed a cow or a dog or something, somebody's dog, then that that's one thing. But you killed two human beings, a mother and a little girl in a, in a, uh, in a stroller, no less. Like, no, like, I'm sorry, man. It sucks. But you, you made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. I'm glad PETA doesn't listen. There are a bunch of nut bars. There. Nobody cares. <laughs> Thanks. So, uh-huh. it, it is interesting though, to think about like, are these, is all this social media stuff real? Is it fake? Is it, you know, where does it come from? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we could, we could dive into that, but that would just be a rabbit trail, rabbit hole. But no, I just wanted, if you take it at face value and believe all the people, um, I want, that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. No, it sucks. But I mean, honestly, I think he kind of is, he's kind of getting off easy. Really? Uh, Yeah, man. Like he's, so he was 18. Um, Does it say when it happened? Was it like? He's 21 now. It was 18. He's 21 now. All right. So if he serves his entire sentence, he'll be 45. So he'll be roughly my age when he gets out, which means he can still have a life. What kind of a life that's going to be? I don't know, but he'll still have a life. Those two people, that mother and daughter, have no more life. True. So, sorry about your luck. Don't be a douche nozzle next time. Okay. I mean, I, I just... Okay. What do you, I mean, do you agree or disagree? Oh, no, no, I agree. I just... Uh, I guess I would say, what if that was your son? I'd say the same thing. Okay. I'd say exactly the same thing. Like, you killed people. Like, it's not like... It's not like you snuck out of the house and you vandalized something that... I'm going to have to pay for you ended lives. Oh, what would you say if it was your son? Oh, lock him up, throw away the key. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I love you. I'll come visit you, but oh no, you're going to jail. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That like, I'll never stop loving you, but you do the crime. You do the time. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Oh my God. You just love this one. Moving along. Oh, this one makes me, makes me happy. Uh, DC Comics makes Batman's boy wonder Robin a bisexual. So comedians have been making jokes about the romantic proclivities of Batman's junior sidekick Robin for decades. But now comic book publisher DC Comics has officially rewritten the character as a bisexual. While his sexuality isn't explicitly stated, in the latest edition of the DC anthology series Batman Urban Legends number 6, Robin's alter ego Tim Drake accepts a date with a young man young man named bernard he has just rescued from a villain known as the chaos monster the story titled some of our parts ends with bernard asking tim drake do you want to go on a date with me 
which that's kind of weird. I don't think I've ever walked up to someone and said, Jill Jones, will you go on a date with me? It was propaganda, but yeah. Uh, but Tim slash Robin responds. Yeah. Yeah. I think I want that. Um, so they go on to talk about the fact that he's, uh, he's actually quite the man whore. He's had relationships with at least six women in the comics, but now he's moved on to the sausage. So, and the, the person that came up with the idea and wrote it, she's, she's all proud of herself. I mean, if Bert and Ernie can be gay, Robin can be bisexual. That's fair. That's, that's fair. I don't know. I haven't followed Batman in quite some time. I don't know who this Tim Drake person is though. But I guess if I'd be more concerned or whatever, if they haven't taken comics to a whole new level, you know, like, I mean, there's the tame Batman and Robin comics and there's the one where, you know, Batman is sleeping with every female villain ever. I mean, we've got, we've, we've got many degrees. So I, I, I don't think this is outrageous or outlandish because of all those other comics that we have out there you know changing races changing sex you know getting raunchier whatever I, i'm just honestly like and i grew up loving comics i don't really think there's any room for sex in comics like these comics it is weird like if you want to make your more adult oriented graphic novels sure fine that is what it is like i honestly and yeah <laughs> You know, we made jokes about Robin being gay growing up, but I honestly never cared about his or any other comic book character's sexuality. It's the fact that they feel the need to put it in there now. It just, it annoys the crap out of me. It's like some of those. They actually, oh, I was going to say, they talk about that kind of at the, the end here. There's um, a lot of comic book readers are getting sick of the American comics and their, their wokeness. Uh, one commenter, commenter said, since about 2016, I've slowly stopped caring about American comics, except as sort of a sad, self-destructive sideshow. I read manga, which is which I've discovered is great, but the North American market is just a wasteland of virtual signaling garbage with Twitter, its North Star. It reminds me of some of those B-action movies that would throw in random sex scenes for no reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like all of the trauma. The what? The trauma, like the Toxic Avenger. Oh like yeah, all of those movies. Yeah. Class of Newcom High. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good old days. Even if you look at the original Terminator, like I understand that they they had to have sex so that she could get pregnant, right? But do you have to have the sex scene with the boobs? It just was unnecessarily long. You just had to have it, right? Um, even worse was Commando. Do you remember in Commando? where he's fighting that one dude and knocks him through the door in the hotel. And there just happens to be a couple having sex and she jumps up and there's boobs. How? No reason. No reason. No reason. (laughs) Like it didn't, it didn't add to it. Like there was movies, you know, I think I called like, would watch like ski resort. And then, you know, that was just going to be TNA throughout the whole thing. But why just the, why the random boobs just for no reason. Just because man, because (laughs) sex sells or it did. That, that two second glimpse of boob, <laughs> but you know, and, and as teenage boys or, or younger, we would sit there and watch that entire terrible movie pause, for that couple seconds. Pause, of boobs. pause, pause, slow motion, rewind. Cause you know, yep. DVDs weren't back then. <laughs> right. VHS. So you'd overshoot it. I actually, I was driving the other day in, um, one of the, one of the cities has got these like be kind posters 
and billboards and it it has to do with like equality and blah 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 but i couldn't help but think be kind rewind you would block well i know i think blockbuster did start that but everyone did it and i would get yeah. so upset because i'd always take the time to rewind and i get a movie and i i actually what was it it was crazy this was when i was younger so i didn't really comprehend um but i rented short circuit 2 and the person didn't rewind it so i watched it like halfway through but i guess it just didn't dawn on me that i was watching halfway through and to its credit i understood everything and then when i was rewinding it back to return it and i, I think i was going to watch it again i'm like what is all this i missed it <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i i curse people who didn't rewind oh short circuit and short circuit too they should bring those Good back. They should make a, a bring those back, remake them. Yeah. No, they shouldn't. But you know, whatever. It's amazing the stuff that kids will just never, never get, never understand. Yeah, I tried to have my kids watch it. They were just bored. Well, even just, even just the activity of Friday night. You've got your whole weekend ahead of you, and your parents say, "Okay, we're going to the we're going to the video store." Because any kids out there listening, we didn't have Netflix and we didn't have Disney Plus. We had to actually go to a store where we rented a single specific movie on a cassette tape, took it home and watched it on our VCRs and it had to be back the next day or the day after that. But I hated that though, because at least now on Netflix, usually, unless it's like truly old, they have previews because, you know, you'd rent the movie, see the box. And then it's just a flop when you get it home. Yeah, that was disappointing. Oh, always. <laughs> always. And I lived in two sections of the, the, the movie store. I lived in the horror section and the ninja section. <laughs> that was all I got was martial arts movies and horror movies. I remember the back room that you couldn't go in unless you were 18 and over. Yep. And you would, <laughs> I would always hope like when I was walking up to the register with my parents that somebody had left the curtain open. <laughs> So that I could just look in there as I was walking by just to see uh, the covers. Uh, we're so old. Yeah, we're pretty old. Rockies says fans shouted Dinger instead of Rachel's slur. The incident in question occurred during the top of the ninth inning during Sunday's game against the Marlins. Microphones appeared to catch a fan yelling a potential racial slur while Marlins outfielder Lewis Brineson, who is black, was at the plate. The incident could be heard on the Bailey Sports broadcast. The Rockies released what? Bally Sports. Bally's oh. Um, the Rockies released a statement Monday after conducting an investigation into whether or not a fan used a racial slur during the ninth inning of Sunday's game and said that the fan was actually calling for the attention of the team's mascot, Dinger. Now, if there was ever a name change, that definitely needs to be changed. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> That's just asking for bad stuff to happen. Did you uh, did you go out and find the video? No, no, I I tried to listen to it, but um, the computer I was on just kept freezing up. So he says it twice. If you if you watch the video, the guy's actually sitting like right behind the plate. Oh, and so the guy that they think that, that they were saying that he he made the the slur to is batting at the time. Mm -hmm. So so like if it, th this is me right, and the the plate's in front of me, the guy is very clearly looking over to the first base side. And the first, he says it twice, really loud. You can hear it clearly. The first time he says it, you're kind of like, eh. But the, the second time, it's very clear. He says, dinger. And he's like, he's, he's waving at the, 
the guy. And then they show a picture from the other side, and you could see that Dinger is up on top of the first base dugout okay. doing his thing. I just thought it was amusing because I'm sure this everybody was up in arms, <laughs> like a couple rows down. What did he say? <laughs> well, and that's the thing. If you, you watch the video and some of the, the videos that I saw, they had commentary with them. Um, none of the fans made any reaction. Oh. So that kind of led to, that was another one of the things that led to them saying, yeah, if he was, if he was yelling out the N word, people around him probably would have had more of a reaction. He was just yelling to, to Dinger, but that is probably a mascot name that should be changed. <laughs> that is the worst name. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Dinger! Dinger! <sighs> Tell me about North Korean. Koreans. North Korean defector called racist by white liberals for reporting muggers. As it should be. Right. Uh, North Korean defector Yeonmi Park said she was called racist by white bystanders when she called authorities to report three black women who mugged her. Park, 27, discussed the incident reaction from liberal bystanders during a recent episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. The North Korean defector noted that speaking openly about the mugging has made her an enemy of the woke simply because her muggers were black. Uh, she claims about 20 people, many who said she said she were white, accused many who she said were white, accused her of being racist for blaming the, the women for mugging her. Uh, this is her quote. She says, they were telling me that the color of the skin doesn't make them a thief. Calling a, per, a black person a thief is racist. Park claims the woman she was trying to restrain started punching her. I tried to call the police and they prevented me from calling the police. That's what I was thinking. This country has lost it. Uh, she added, anybody can become a murderer or a thief, but it just happened to be a black woman. Now I know there's a small subset group who actually believe this, but most of us liberals, black liberals, you know, no, this is utter BS. Because you failed to mention that the people saying this were all white around her. No, I mentioned that. Okay. Were, I didn't hear it. They were all a bunch of white liberal people. I didn't hear it. Sorry. Um, she goes on to talk about her experience in school. She's talking about the preferred gender pronouns, how they were troubling and confusing. She says, English is my third language. I learned it as an adult. I sometimes still say he or she by mistake, and now they are going to ask me to call them they. How the heck do I incorporate that into my sentences? <laughs> she recalled thinking it was chaos. It felt like the regression in civilization. Uh, she went on to say, even North Korea is not this nuts. North Korea was pretty crazy, but not this crazy. <laughs> That's, that's, that hurts. But yeah, I'm, that, something else I signed does, for. It's true. Something else I signed up for asked me for my pronouns. It's like, wow. I mean, it was optional, but I don't know. And then like in some people's emails that I work with, they have their pronouns in there. I'm like, sure. I mean, I don't care either way, but I don't know. I just, we've talked about it before. I will try. That's the best you're going to get. But you can't yell at me for not knowing your pronoun. He and she should be pretty much acceptable and you shouldn't get upset about it. Wear a sign. Yeah. Wear a sign or get it tattooed on your forehead. A sign's good enough for me. No, nah, I think the forehead tattoo is a way to go. So. There's actually, like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you follow Matt Walsh or any of the Daily Wire stuff, but he's posted some pretty interesting um, Instagram videos of some of these super woke people that are just losing their mind and like, these people are real and it's absolutely insane. And they, the, the one, the one person they straight up said 
Like I'm just making up a new pronoun now. And it's going to be this all-encompassing pronoun. So you guys don't have to remember pronouns anymore. So here it is. And they just made up a fucking word and expect people to use it now. So, I mean, and someone can challenge me on and tell me, you know, how I'm wrong. I'm open to hear it. But, you know, I, nine times out of ten, I can tell if you're a man or a woman. So he and she should be perfectly acceptable. There is no point that I can tell that you're a they. Right. Right. So if it was something else where I was calling you something derogatory, then I could understand that. But these are perfectly acceptable terms because usually you're a man or a woman. So if you've changed that, not my problem. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Anyway, now I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this one. Ooh, white woman stole 250k gets probation, while black woman who stole 40k gets jail. Two women, two Ohio judge. Judges hand down very different sentences to two women for stealing. A white woman stole approximately 250000 from the uh, village of Chagrin Falls, and Judge Holly Gallagher sentenced her on August 2nd to two years of probation. However, in another case, a black woman stole 40000 from Maple Heights City Schools and was sentenced by Judge Rick Bell to 18 months in prison on August 3rd. Carla Hopkins, who is black, was a school secretary, and the white woman, Debbie Bosworth was a clerk at the village. Both crimes are classified as third-degree felonies. The disparate sentences for two women both stole public money have uh, ignited calls to create a statewide sentence database in Ohio. This would ensure to make sh make sure judges dole out equivalent punishments. So the part that I did leave out here, um, and I'm sure you probably want me to say, is the white woman did pay all of it back. I think she took two. All she of it plus. She took 200000 out of her retirement and then 100000 she wrote a check. And the black woman did some type of um, rehab class or something like that. Yeah, so the, the white woman, she, she stole, it was about 238000 and she paid back 300000 So The black woman, who was a gambling junkie, went to some treatment program and didn't pay anything back. So do you think if she didn't pay it back, she would have got a stricter sentence? Um, I don't know. I would like to think yes, but, and then, I, okay. I don't know if that's the case, like, I don't, I don't know if there's any other mitigating factors to this. Are you okay with the fact that she, I mean, we're assuming here, but she paid it off. So she got less of a crime. Do you, are you okay with that? I don't know. I, I and the reason why I asked that, so, so I don't trap you is, you know, when these large corporations have money and they do something and it's just like, well, since I can pay for it, I'm, I'm really not being punished. Swept under the rug. Yeah. Pretty much. So, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I so you can go. No, go ahead. Because, and, and, and then maybe there's something missing, but based off of everything, and they, they seem pretty clear. I don't understand why this happened. Um, you know, cause a lot of times it's like, I wish I knew this. Or I wish I knew that it, I'm not missing anything in this article. So I don't understand why the difference. Well, I mean, so it was two different judges that, yeah. So, and I mean, this goes, this goes back to like that, that one with that kid, that Cameron or whatever. Um, there's a range of sentences that you can get for any different crime. Um, and for something like this, I'm sure it went anywhere from, you know, obviously from probation to some jail time. Um, in 18 months, you know, it doesn't say what the, what it doesn't say what the range was, if that was like the minimum or the maximum or somewhere in between or whatever. Um, I also don't think it says how much probation she got. 
Oh, two years on probation. Okay. Yeah. So two years on probation versus 18 months in jail. The one paid it back. The other one didn't. Doesn't tell us why the white woman was stealing, but it makes it kind of clear the black woman was stealing to gamble. I, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I what I did notice one thing though, and I needed to ask you this. Mm. Um, did your son or someone from your son's preschool class write this article? <laughs> there were a lot of mistakes. <laughs> it was nothing but mistakes. I was just like, well, you know, I don't. it was bad. <laughs> and I'm curious because this is the first time I've seen this website, theblackdetour.com. Well, um, I'm definitely hoping to get more of it because it's amusing. That's to my saying. defense. Um, like every article. So this was a cleveland.com article, but it was one of their subscription based articles. And then everyone I found only gave like the first paragraph and then would link back to the Cleveland. Uh, okay. So this was the only one that I found that actually went in, that gave detail and didn't link back to the cleveland.com article. That's why I did gotcha. this one. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's fair. Yeah, that was, I, I had a hard time even thinking about it because I was so baffled by how bad the article was. I mean, that says a lot. Anyone could be a, a news source now. <laughs> it doesn't really, there's no fact checking or editing. Apparently. <laughs> I'm going to make my own black news and just. So, yeah. And it, so it's, it also says that the, the white woman, Bosworth, she stole the 238,000 over a 20 year period. Um, it doesn't say, it doesn't say, oh yeah, actually it does. It, it was within one year period. The black woman stole the forty thousand dollars. So yeah, I I just I don't know if that reasoned into their the judgment at all. I honestly I don't know, man. This is I I don't have a clue. I mean, because in I mean, going back on history of other things, you know, you could say she had a gambling addiction, so she needed help. But this woman was like premeditated. She took years to steal this money. So just like all those little things. So that's that's kind of like this. De this article was really detailed for me, where I, I have no questions about well, if we knew this or we knew that. I'm just like I, I really don't understand. But yeah, the two judges. But that's a that's quite a gap. You know, a lot of the other ones, like the one we just talked about, it's, what was it, 18 to 30 years. That seems pretty fair, but, you know, yeah. a year and a half in prison to probation? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's, I feel like we're missing something. Okay. I feel like not all the information's in there. I, I just, might try to see if there's a way we can get around the Cleveland.com and get some more information on it. All right. I just feel like 18 months is life-changing probation you know if you have a job you no one really has to know i just i can't see them actually sending a 51 year old with a gambling problem to jail for a year and a half you have a shitty lawyer i have no doubt in my mind uh, or, maybe oh. i mean look dude look at this lady she's a, she's a grandma oh yeah like obviously yeah i just i don't know man yeah, and like I said, like I'd really like to know why, like what reasoning the white woman gave for stealing the money. They kind of they they do insinuate that the the black woman stole it for gambling. So did did that play into it? Like did the did the white woman go up there and give some sob story about how I don't know, like a family member was dying of cancer and she was stealing it for medical treatments or something like that? I, I just I don't know. So, all um, right. The fact that she had a hundred thousand dollars that she could write a check them for i'm wondering if that was like was she just stealing it because she could and keeping it in a bank account or what, what what's the deal 
Like if you have, if you can write a hundred thousand dollar check, why are you stealing money? I mean, that she's giving the money back. <laughs> Maybe, but know. I mean, I mean, you could think, you could look at it like you know, she stole from the city. the 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 black woman stole from her school. So you're stealing from the kids. You know that looks worse. I don't know, but yeah. Oh, anyways, all right, moving along. Democrat Socialists of America thank Comrade Cory Bush for helping renters stay in their homes. I, I was because this was another Daily Wire one. I was very confused about. Like it seemed positive. Yeah, the Democrat Socialists of America National Organization thanked Representative Cory Bush for her role in extending the federal government's eviction moratorium. Um, as the Daily Wire reported on Tuesday, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued an order barring landlords from evicting their tenants, a policy originally passed by the Trump administration under the guise of stopping the spread of COVID-19. According to the agency, a person violating the order may be subject to a fine of no more than $100,000 or one year in jail or both if the violation does death or a fine of no more than $250,000 or one year in jail or both if the violation results in death. So I didn't really care about this, the National Socialist Organization or Democrat Socialists of America and their letter to Cori Bush. I actually wanted to talk about the um, eviction moratorium. Okay. Here's the problem that I have with this. You have all these people that aren't going back to work because they're making more money on unemployment than they were working, but then they also don't have to pay their rent because they're not working. But do you think that's a small subset or a very large subset? I mean, have you been out to a restaurant lately? And that's something I don't, I, I guess I these don't understand. I am very curious about that because they, they were, I was actually on a, f a Facebook group where the woman was talking about, she's a, um, a recruiter and she's like i have so many employers but nobody wants to work but she said a lot of it had to do with covid and just people feeling uncomfortable but then i'm just like how do you survive do you think people actually feel uncomfortable or you think they're just using it as an excuse probably using an excuse but i'm like i i guess i'm not phantoming how much phantom forgive me how much money is actually going out because i'm like they can't be giving that much money out like, like my paycheck. Okay, sure. If, if they give me 50%, I still would ha wouldn't have enough. I'd have to go out. I mean, I'd have to give up a lot. And having kids, you know, I can't give them up. So I'd have to go find a job. So this is where I'm just baffled that all these people are just like, I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> like, even if you, you're trying to find yourself and change your career. You're talking about people like us, though. You're talking about people that don't make that much money. And now they're making more because of the, the government benefits. So they are making more than what they were making when they were working prior to COVID-19. I guess it's just hard for that me to phantom. a huge issue, man. Well, it's all going away, what, next month? Uh, Unless we'll they see. somehow extend it, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, that's, that's why I wanted to bring this up. That's, that's the problem that I have with this. And okay, fine. You want to say that housing is a right. Housing is a human right. Okay, fine. You don't get to decide what kind of housing it is, Right. It's not going to be a 1200 square foot two bedroom apartment with, you know, flat screen TV and leather couch and all that. You're going to be living in like, you know, a high rise ghetto and you'll have all of the amenities that you need, but there won't be anything extra. Okay, good. We will, we will give that to you for free. You can live there rent free forever. So you, so I, that's what I wanted to make sure you, 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 so you do agree that it is something more than just a shelter because those are really unsafe. Yeah, no, I think it should be more than a shelter with like a bunch of cots and a bunch of crazy drug addicts and alcoholics like yes. creeping around it, right? 
we can build cheap housing. We can build cheap high-rise apartments. You know, we've all seen those, uh, the videos of the, what they're doing with like shipping containers, making mini houses out of those. We can build those types of communities, right? Where people live for free, but pe the, the same people that live there for free have to work to maintain it. You know, there's a trade-off there. You don't have to just get to sit around collecting welfare and popping out babies. Just a, uh, an FYI on that. Um, building a shipping container is almost just as or more expensive than a house. Another YouTube rabbit hole. But oh, really? because of what it's made out of, it's like an oven. Um, or in the winter, there's no insulation. So that, that plays a big part. And then just basically um, uh, infrastructure, you know, plumbing, stuff like that is 10 times more difficult because it's a big square metal box. Well, yeah, and like I said, there's certain <laughs> things that you don't like. It's not going to be the most comfortable thing, but it's going to be livable. And maybe you have public restrooms that everybody everybody uses. Um, oh, I, I in your private restrooms, but I wasn't trying to knock what you were saying. It was just I, I had this. I, I just had this idea that you know, you know, it, it'd be so cool and so so much cheaper. And then after listening to this person just giving all the reasons why, it's like a uh, horrible yeah. idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, but no, I mean, we could build something. I mean, what it, when uh, Louisiana had the hurricanes, they had like these like igloo tents that were sufficient and stuff like that. So temporary, but we can always build something. Yeah. Anywho, that's all I had on that. Yeah. Oh, we're at the feel good story. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. The there was a feel good feel story. Good story ever. We are at the end. The feel good story. Not read I it. love this one. I did this story for you, man. This not is for it. you. It's for your people. So I, before you say this, I'd like to give a nice shout out to Orkin because I don't know what voodoo they have put on my house, but <laughs> ever since we've been using them, I think after the first month, I have not seen an insect in our house. So whether they're laying napalm all around my house, killing us slowly, <laughs> I am totally fine with that. So You're all riddled with radiation <laughs> now, but there's no insects. So I'm that's good. so good with that, but you can go. <laughs> Life-saving treatment for heart attacks discovered inside protein of deadly spider venom. Australian researchers discovered a potentially life-saving treatment for heart attacks inside a very unlikely source, the venom of one of the world's deadliest spiders. A drug candidate developed from a molecule found in the venom of the Fraser Island funnel web spider can prevent damage caused by a heart attack, as well as extend the life of donor hearts for organ transplants. Yeah, so they're doing all this cool research. They found that when you have a heart attack, your body sends out this kill signal that starts producing these acids that kills the um, the heart tissue. So they're they've created this medicine that is based on this protein from the spider venom that actually stops that kill signal from going out, and it can actually preserve the heart so that you know if the if the person is resuscitated or whatever, there's not as much damage done. Or if the person passes, unfortunately, they can still administer this drug to the heart and it will last longer for them to be able to put it on ice or whatever as a transplant organ. And I thought that was very cool because, you know, black people historically have so many heart problems. I thought this could be a great thing for you. Like if your left arm goes sore and you start having heart palpitations, you could go find one of your little furry buddies and just let them bite you and you'd be all good to go. Do they have to kill the spider in order to get this venom? I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they keep them as pets. Oh, well, that would have been a plus. I don't know why you find this at all enjoyable or feel good. 
kill them it all. It is, man. It's a huge medical breakthrough. Kill them all. Let God sort them out. Do you know how many black people this could save? Kill them all. It's not worth it. Kill all the black people? Wow. That's rough, dude. <laughs> I can't believe you would say that about your people. The, if any of our new listeners don't know, I'm not fond of spiders, but because they, they serve no purpose. <laughs> they do serve a purpose. They kill the crappy bugs. They kill the mosquitoes and they kill the flies and they kill those damn Canadian soldiers and all those other crappy bugs that we hate. Then God made some mistakes and that was him covering it up. So if he just fixed his mistake in the first place, we would not have spiders. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Spiders are a band-aid. You're such a baby. I'm okay with that. I, you, you think that like hurts my feelings? No. Like I still sleep at night knowing there are no spiders in my house. That you know of. I, I'm okay with ignorance. You know, you, you stay living in the wall, sucking up the Orkin radiation and growing to mutants. <laughs> you stay in your lane. I'll stay in mine. I don't want to go outside. I, 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 I leave them alone. <laughs> the only reason why I cut my grass is I know that I've probably killed a few. That's the only reason I would let that, I would let it grow as I could care less, but I'm like, I'm religious about cutting. Because I see all the little webs on the ground. Mm, I, I run them over with pride. So the true test, the true test will be, what is it this month or next month when they start like hibernating and they just go buck wild, crazy um, breeding? Because that's when they, they get, it gets rough. So I haven't been through in August yet. So because we started in October last year. So I'm going to be very interested to see what they do. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this guy's done, but. Literally, it's been a ghost town. Maybe an ant here or there, but nothing. Because we used to get the centipedes. But yeah. he did explain, and I'm going on a tangent. I'll stop. But it's just spiders don't come in. They come in for the bugs. So you get rid of the bugs, they stop. And the centipedes came in for the spiders. So, ah. so once I got rid of the bugs, everything else stopped. Because <laughs> my wife doesn't like the centipedes. Uh, good deal, man. Good. I'm happy for you. See, I won't be calling you over anytime soon. <laughs> and i have and i have no shame in doing it if i had to <laughs> i'll take your jokes i'll lose a little bit of pride as long as i know it's gone you know that i'll always come over and help you but i did get my wife back though so you'll enjoy this story people so don't don't uh click off just yet um so when we had the tarantula in my house my wife wanted to keep it in here and say oh you know let's keep it blah 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 and I was like, I just wanted that thing out of here. And she, can I pause you? Real no, quick? no. By my story. He means the little baby wolf spider. You saw the baby. I saw the tarantula. <laughs> it was different times. This thing, if this thing was big enough to move a piece of cardboard, sticky cardboard, it was big. Anyways. So she wanted to leave it in the house until, you know, such and such got it. And I couldn't touch it. So I had, and it was in my office. If it was somewhere else, maybe. It was in my office, so I had to wait until I got the exterminator guy to come and take it out. Fast forward to a couple weeks ago, we had a cockroach, a tree cockroach, so, you know, and she flipped out, and I immediately took it out, and of course, I was petty and said, now you know how it feels, so next time I want something out of the house, take it out of the house. <laughs> yes, I, I, I took it there, no problem, didn't bat an eye. <laughs> Uh, you put her in her place. Uh -oh. Good for you. She said it was different. And I was like, no, it wasn't. You're like, <laughs> it's always different. Because <laughs> mine was trapped. So that's why. 
this one this one was dying it was like on its back like barely twitching but i'm just like but yeah it, it, it didn't phase me but she was just like we're covered in cockroaches and i'm like no we're not <laughs> we're fine it's okay and then even the exterminator said yeah these this was it was it, we took a picture of it it was a tree one he's like yeah they probably just just came in because it was raining so much i just i didn't even realize that we had cockroaches in ohio i don't think i've seen a cockroach since i moved up here yeah um yeah he said they are here i remember in louisiana like a tree like that thing i mentioned it that thing was like as big as a bird it, that's what it sounded like like oh, yeah man that is the same the the palmetto bugs mm. same thing down in florida those things were big man they steal your cat <laughs> so, so yes so i i don't acknowledge your article that's all i'm saying that's <laughs> fair all right you could have Good said episode, something man. you could have said spider next to uh, the notes but no you just let me click on it exactly rude exactly what if i had a, a thing about kitty porn and i just showed or some you know something like that and i didn't warn you first just let you click on it and see you know do or you, do you not read the link no i don't read the link on it no i just click on it because you gotta read, sometimes you gotta read the links you sometimes the link sometimes you can read the link sometimes you can't there have been times where it just it's just gibberish https colon whack whack www.goodnewsnetwork.org slash spider dash venom dash blocks dash damage dash after dash hard what i'm saying is i don't look at them because sometimes they don't make sense or help so even if it did say something i didn't look at it dick every single one of our stories this week you can look at the link and you can tell what the story is about and that one literally the first word after the website is spider well, thank you, everyone. It's been a great evening. <laughs> uh, time to wrap it up. So um, you can reach uh, us at uh, any of the podcast places. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a number. I don't know what it is. I'm not at gmail.com. We may still have a number. It might be canceled. We might have a phone number. We might not. I don't know. If you want to call us, go to our Facebook page or our web page and get the phone number and call us. Leave us a voicemail. <laughs> You got anything else, man? I am good. All right. For he's racist, I'm not. I'm Remy. And I'm Malik. Maybe maybe we are comedy. I've laughed quite a bit tonight. That's good. Anyway, good night, everyone. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.